I love uh, hearing that. I love hearing that. <laughs> and we're back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Twitching Upstream, uh, which is an offshoot of Talking Upstream, which is an amazing show that I sincerely enjoy. Uh, but if you don't know who we are for whatever reason, my name is Zach. This is Dylan over here on this side today. Uh, and we are some nobodies. We are content creators. You can see some of our websites down here at the bottom, somenobodies.com. And obviously we have a Patreon going on as well. Um, we do a lot of weird stuff. We have uh, 15 to 42 different podcasts going on. We have uh, a couple uh, you know, faces, uh, appearances that we do throughout yeah. the week. Uh we are some people's favorite some nobodies, including Mick Manhattan, which is great. Uh, earlier, we found out that we were nominated for four snobby awards, Dylan. I don't know if you yeah. know that. Yeah, four snobbies, which is great. Uh, I saw some other people that got some uh, nominations, and it's looking like pretty pretty good categories. So just just being nominated is very cool. Uh, yeah. You know, especially yeah. when. Most of what we do is just talk to each other and make up weird stories. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, if you watch any of our stuff, uh, talking upstream, we have guests on and we talk to them about their creative process. And then I uh, ask questions to Dylan on his creative process. And then together we make stuff and then it goes places uh, sometimes. Uh, what this show is, is we wanted to make sure that we could engage with people live. So, we wanted to give everyone a chance to yell at us or talk to us and, and uh, let us know if some of our ideas are good or bad or if you have better names instead of uh steven and kevin uh <laughs> or if you have better ideas than whatever it is that we're going with because whatever you know whatever we have ideas yeah. they're, they're great but you also have great ideas so whatever um before we get into our content creation part uh i do have some nerd news that i like to discuss with dylan uh who is my best friend oh. i find out a lot of weird stuff i comb the news for nerd stuff i text Dylan a lot and he usually does not respond to me because we talk a lot on uh camera so why would he yeah but uh, before <laughs> Perfect. No, that's great. No, uh, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, why would you? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, before we get into any of that, though, Dylan, sir, how are you? Okay. It's my Friday, yeah. so that's kind of nice, actually. Yeah. yeah. What, what is what is what is a Dylan doing his Fridays? I'm making dinner later tonight. I'm gonna see if I can find somewhere out somewhere not in my house I can sit and do some writing. Yeah. Uh, my normal place has trivia on Tuesday nights, and they block off all their tables so i have to find somewhere it'll be fine yeah, yeah. and then um you know veg out a little bit it's gonna be nice nice no. <laughs> how are you uh i'm great man i'm great yeah i have a, another show later on and then you know writing and uh editing 
now yeah. I'm a I'm a producer on uh, the new uh, Chris and Chris podcast. I'm not oh, sure God. if you've heard about this. Uh, Chris Harvey started a podcast with one of his uh, friends, uh, Chris Travis, and <laughs> I uh, edit and produce that. So all right, uh, that's going pretty well nice. as well. Anyway, let's get into some weird uh, uh, yeah. nerd news. Uh, special thanks to Scene Snobs for having us on here. Uh, we like nerdy stuff. Uh, we uh, devote a lot of our eye attention to Scene Snobs and to nerd culture. So uh, check out all their stuff, including uh, our stuff that's on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but all right. So Star Wars news. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Disney and uh, Lucasfilm created a working lightsaber. It is a lightsaber that is retractable. It lights up. It's not just like you walk around with a stick with a hilt. Uh, it actually has the entire thing in the hilt and it, it retracts all the way out. Uh, it they, they put the patent out earlier today as a matter of fact just to show people like how this thing works there's been some animated schematics uh will this make you buy a lightsaber can it cut through a blast door no no do you have a blast door no but i figure that's kind of the upper level that i need to cut through so anything below that that's fair yeah <laughs> but uh yeah you should check out the animation it's very uh, weird it's pretty right. much it's it's the the same uh kind of mechanics as like two working uh tape measures that can extend all the way out filled with led lights i mean it is cool. it okay. is cool looking but it is a tool right. uh along the same lines as star wars though i'm not sure if you've heard about this you know there's a lot of shows like rebels and resistance but one show that never came out until uh from a couple months from now actually it's called star wars detours have you heard of this that's the is that the the animated one where everything's kind of exaggerated? I've yeah. seen clips. I thought it was kind of like the modern day holiday special. Yeah, it's uh, produced by the the uh, robot chicken guys with okay. Seth MacFarlane and Seth Green. But apparently, Disney has started like uh, you know embracing all the weird uh, stuff that people make. So right. apparently, apparently, on May fourth of this year, uh, it's going to get dumped out there on Disney Plus Star Wars Detours, which is pretty funny. But it's all the weird, mm. you know, just uh, yeah. in between stuff. Um, but whatever. So uh, Marvel news. Not a lot. Not a lot's really going on. Obviously, people are waiting for like Loki uh, yeah. and WandaVision has really just uh, really enchanted people uh, with the quality of, of filmmaking they can do. But what what are you what are your thoughts on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier so far? I like it. Um, I didn't know there were six episodes, so after the fourth one, I'm like, this pacing is really interesting. I wonder where this is going to go. And it's like, by the way, you're two thirds through. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. I was hoping that because the fourth episode, if it was like an eight to ten episode series, would be a really interesting place to put what happens. And now that I'm like, oh, okay. So I just like the ending of WandaVision, I'm curious as to how conventional they're going to go. Like, yeah as much as much formula they're going to apply yeah and that's a that's a good point how much formula are they going to apply considering that that final shot that we got uh not no spoilers but it is one of the bloodiest things that uh the mcu <laughs> has produced so yes. that was pretty uh pretty crazy um and also obviously zemo dancing and then the fans getting behind it pulled out uh apparently a one hour zemo cut of him dancing have you watched <laughs> that i started it and after about yeah. 15 seconds i skipped to about the halfway point and i'm like all right that's yeah. fun and i yeah. just i haven't gone i'm not gonna 
Oh, yeah, it's it's like watching yeah. my dad dance if I like my dad. More. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. DC News. So um, a lot of people have been uh, fan casting different, you know, because now the Batman is coming out. Matt Reeves is Batman. And there's a lot of characters that are associated with this. One that has not been officially cast yet is. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. No, no, I get that. Uh, one, one that hasn't been officially cast yet is the Joker. Now, there's been some fan like postings of uh, whatever of different actors being it. Do you have a preference for who you think should be the next Joker? Uh, John Travolta. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not really yeah the, um, last one, the last one i saw was william defoe which i thought was a pretty good one but it's very sure. obvious so whatever that feels, think, that feels really obvious after green goblin go yeah i don't know i i tell you honestly unless they stick to a story that is uh within the comics um the actor who played the uh invisible man the main uh, oh, uh, yeah. Eliz- Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Moss Moss, yeah, I think she would make a phenomenal Joker. Um, uh, yeah, but who's the guy from? It was the it was the FX show about Xavier's kid. Oh, a Legion. Yeah, who's who's the guy from that? Um, Dave, yeah, Dan Stevens. Dan, Dan Stevens has a really good like, like crazy yeah, everything. Grin. Yeah, he's a really, really talented actor. Might be too uh, handsome, but yeah. All right, let's pop over into some nerd stuff. Uh, nerd movie stuff. Obviously, Mortal Kombat's coming out soon. And if you don't know, uh, the Real Boys are going to do a special review of that next Monday night at 8 p.m. Yeah. Eastern. Maybe 8.30 Eastern. I'm not really sure. Uh, but either way, uh, well, obviously, Mark Hamill. That would be Hamill's, interesting. Uh, Mark Hamill's a great Joker. Uh, yeah, one of, obviously. It would be like the long, like the in older live action guy but yeah 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 great voice already um but uh do you think going back to the mortal Kombat movies that are already out do you think there's any character that we are going to have like as a surprise character do they show johnny cage or is it johnny cage they show him in the uh, trailer or is he I, dead in this i think he might be dead in this i don't I think, think he was in the trailer no I, I don't know who it would be a surprise to see in Mortal Kombat unless it was like Siegfried from Soul Calibur. Like, yeah, unless it's someone from a different franchise and they do some sort of weird shared universe thing, but I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, because it's kind of like the, uh, I think Mortal Kombat itself is almost an outdated, um, it's almost an outdated property right like i know they keep putting it out but it's not like when's next mortal Kombat coming out and like the sort no one cares about the story it's just a fighting game i I could be i could be wrong but i'm excited about it the games still draw a lot of good good reception so who knows um okay dune i know you're very very excited about this and uh you are a fan of the book also right frank herbert novel oh yeah now they I, i Obviously, the other movie uh, that was done uh, was uh, done by somebody who read a, you know, he, he Lynch only read the screenplay, did not read the book, did not really fully understand what he was getting into. Now, the director came out yesterday and said that this movie encompasses just the first half of the book. Knowing what the book 
is. Do you think that's a good, like most novels aren't written to be told in a half and half. Is that a good place to stop to tell the story? They, they were pretty clear about this from the start. And I've always been really curious as to where they're going to make the split. There's a very obvious spot they could do. But the thing is the first half, the first third of the book is mostly political setup. The second third is a lot of like adventure stuff. And a lot of the weird stuff that people remember isn't until like the last quarter of the book. Um, I mean, you, I'm down for a six movie Dune series, but you're going to get some real weird stuff in some well, of those films. How many, how many books are there? Are there five? No, they're in, all told. There are like nine. And the most recent one oh. came out in like 2017 or something like that. But um, the original author, Frank Herbert only had a hand directly in, I think, the first six. Oh, okay. There, I the history of the publication history of Dune is as convoluted as Dune itself. Um, yeah. So there is plenty of material to pull from, but most people really only treat those first six as like proper canon and generally agree that they get weirder and worse as they go on unless you're a super fan which is fine now because a lot of properties nowadays have already stolen from dune to use their stories and make their stories better do you think that dune is a franchise that can exist on its own i think oh that's a hard one i think you do two movies to do the first book and then you're done i I, there's a lot of fun stuff in the later ones but if you want like a like a good self-contained sci-fi story, you end it on like a complete note with the implication that the story is going to have implications down the line. Yeah. I don't need to see the events from their last books just adapted on the screen. Who Fair. knows? But I, I am slightly I'm curious to see if people think, think it's derivative, despite the fact that most of the stuff in there is originally in the book for the first time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've read the first book. Uh, I have, I have like a couple of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I haven't read them, so I don't really know what they go into. I'm just excited to actually have a, a proper adaptation too of a, a really good space story. So, um, <clears throat> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's no, I, that's yeah, fair. No, well, Dune uh, is very you, good. It's a little you, dry, just like all can, the genre stuff from the '60s. Yeah, I mean, you can get better than Dune the movie uh yeah the book is a great book so i i just i know that so many other stories have stolen bits of dune you know to make their story including star wars uh but whatever um okay other nerd stuff uh powerpuff girls they recently obviously put out a poster of live action powerpuff girls It, it can this be adapted into a live action format i think it can but here's the thing it's by the CW. Yeah, no, that's fair. I I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I <laughs> I saw I saw stills of like yeah. them on set. I am not looking up. I am I am not interested in watching it. I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay jurassic park 3 is the best jurassic park i disagree with that one as well i am going to aggressively disagree with that uh just yeah, because I, you have I ha- flying dinosaurs doesn't make it a good movie i have no faith in the cw well first off it's supposed to be an older and more cynical powerpuff girls which is not what we need <laughs> yeah 
right now, like older cynical adaptations of stuff, I think it's played out. I think officially as of like 2019, if not earlier, was played out. Yeah. I don't need I don't need a 15 year later adaptation of the Powerpuff Girls where they're all sad about being crime fighters as children. And if you're if you're going to do a 15 year later adaptation, I feel that the best way to tell that story is to keep it in the traditional form of telling it. You don't make a different story with a different genre type. I feel that's going to really mess up a lot. I have they released the design for Mojo Jojo yet? No. I'm per I am uh We'll see. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, okay. Th- there is uh, not really a good plot line with Jurassic Park 3. It is visually better than 2. It is plot-wise eh, maybe the same as 2. Uh, and it is uh, as forgettable as any of the current remakes. Jurassic Park 1 is a phenomenal movie with a good story, uh, not triggered. That's just how that goes. Uh, (laughs) um, Dexter's Lab movie, that'd be pretty cool. I would love to see that. But once again, you don't do a futuristic Dexter Lab live action. You don't do them as an adult. Right, you do it now. uh, Not Artemis Fowl style, but you do it now. Keep it pretty similar, (sighs) but that's cool. Um, Oh, God. No, oh, it's yeah. some kid. They got some kid to be Mojo Jojo. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, whatever. It's yeah. probably yeah. Right. Hope it's, yeah. Whatever. Uh, okay. So, uh, Thunder Force. Have you seen Thunder Force? This is the current sci-fi movie. It. Just came out on Netflix. Uh, it is in the top ten in the U.S. And as you know, I have an affinity with the top ten in the U.S. on Netflix. Um, and this is one of the newer ones. Hello, Mr. Taylor. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Um. <laughs> sorry i gotta stop that <laughs> i'm gonna good. stop that yeah good. uh so thunder force uh it, it's kind of a concept that i think that we would have thought up uh it's a pretty good like comedic superhero tale it stars uh melissa mccarthy and octavia spencer great actors for the most part octavia spencer better actor um now the first thing that I that you would think if I told you that these two actors are playing superheroes, uh, what would you say this movie is about? Uh, two, like you know, women in their middle age being superheroes with some slapstick. Yeah, like, I mean, a lot of pratfalls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it is. Uh, it, it was actually a very cute tale that goes into a lot of uh superhero stuff but i will say uh sex gender or size does not play a factor in anything that has to do in this movie and i think that was the most impressive part because i was uh unfortunately i was waiting for that to be a joke i was waiting for that to be like a punchline and it never came up uh they just happened to be the two actors cast and i think it was great because it could have been two men the same story could have been told uh it it was really cute uh yeah there was a pretty lengthy montage in the middle that i did not i was not a fan of but whatever (laughs) i know you're a big fan of montages so they serve the they serve (laughs) the purpose um okay so my favorite bit of nerd news that i found out today uh it was recently uh released that uh if you don't know we're in colorado which is almost like a tesla hub here but tesla has voice activations you can 
tap on the button and say certain things and a Tesla will listen to you. Uh, turns out that if you hit the voice activation button and say open bunghole, uh, it actually opens up a charging port in the trunk. You can also say close bunghole and it will close that thing. But um, what? <laughs> I thought you were going to play it. I thought you were going to put that up. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> So, okay, a feature-length montage. Oh, we could do it. We could definitely do that. Yeah, real uh, easy. I have an it, idea already. All right, what is it? It would be, I mean, feature-length is a long time, but it yeah. would effectively be like a five-minute, there would be a five-minute sequence at the beginning where it's like everybody is like, we're going to be friends forever before we go off to college. And then they all put their hands in and stuff and it freeze frames and it montages them going through it. And it does like a, where are they now thing for everybody. And you hint at an increasingly disturbing future where it's like, so-and-so was elected uh, as the final presidents of the United, like 47th and final president of the United States. And then you Mm. slowly get weirder with it. I like that. I also like the idea of maybe like 10 people at a camp, uh, something happens and then it's like one week earlier and then you get like what happened and then it's like one week earlier and then you get like that and it's like one year earlier oh, God. and you get like a- <laughs> 365 million years earlier. Yeah, like exactly. Uh, but yeah, the Tesla news, when I found that out, that was very weird because, you know, obviously Elon Musk thinks that he's a very witty fellow. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you saw that his, uh, partner, uh, Grimes Grimes. Did you happen to see her new tattoo? No, I forgot to put this in our show notes. So I know that this is, uh, if you want to look that up real fast, I'm a super nerd and this was pretty impressive, but if you happen to know Elon Musk, he is married to Grimes and Grimes recently got a brand new tattoo that covers her entire back. And it is of the anti-life equation from the DC universe. Now the anti-life equation, if you don't know this, this is an equation that gives you power over all life in the universe. Now, Elon Musk being married to the person that has the uh, anti-life equation, does that make him dark side or does that make him anything? Or is she just a super fan? He is like, if Lex Luthor was like, chaotic evil instead of lawful evil like whereas jeff bezos is lex luther then elon musk is like modok i don't know he's cr- <laughs> <laughs> i could see him i could see him designing a floating computer chair just for the hell of it just for murder and killing yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, oh, he's the sod. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, I guess I, I guess that makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah we very incredible comp, uh, couple. I uh, am fascinated by them. I think that he is a turd of a human being. Oh, he's awful. Uh, yeah, absolute scumbag. But uh, dude's got money. I mean, his company is going to be very important. We'll see if he doesn't drive it into the ground just by virtue of how much of a shit poster he is 
Yeah, true. Yeah. Hey, 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 you know hey, exactly. Hey. I I stand by that statement. <laughs> That's fine. Just, <laughs> I'm with you. Obviously, I'm with you, buddy. You know that. I know. Okay, let's let's get into the creation yeah. part of our show. Okay, so we have changed uh, subtly what the format of Twitching Upstream is. What we wanted to do instead of just creating more stuff and then leaving more things on a different back burners because now we have like a twenty uh, range oven. With a lot of things with a, a lot of back burners going on. <clears throat> we've done um, we've done 36 episodes of talking upstream. So yeah, 36 <laughs> episodes of talking, which is which is 37 ideas technically. Also, I think this is episode 13 of Twitching Upstream, yeah, which is oh another 11. So we've had like 50, we've had 50. We've had 50 brand new arbitrary ideas. number goal. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, 50 brand new ideas, and uh, honestly, like I didn't know if this is going to happen, or not, but uh, uh, you know, it, it's not that easy to come up with that many more. Uh, so what we decided to do was instead of just creating more things to work on later, we would hone in and fine tune yeah. some things that we're already working on. It'll actually show us a better version of our creative process, and it'll actually let us finish some stuff and show people how we do it and also get your help in the details and not just the big picture idea. So uh, what we decided to do was we decided to take one of our earlier projects that we worked on, Phantom Limb. Uh, I'm going to have Dylan kind of go over the <laughs> synopsis of that soon. Um, but we took that down and we decided that if we wanted to make that into a script, something that we could uh, produce or at least read uh, like a 40 minute script, here's the steps we would need to take. It would take us roughly four meetings together and we would have different kind of segments. The first one we've already had, which is the just the overarching what the basic story is. Uh, the second one is kind of going in and hitting those bullet points and making sure that all the plots are connecting. Uh, the third one would be a little bit of character development and a little more plugging away at those plot points and making sure that each of those is interesting and worth telling story. The fourth one would actually just be the writing of it and uh, almost the boring part, which is, yeah. you know, Dylan sitting inside of a very busy or closed cafe, yeah. uh, thinking of very cute, <laughs> clever things to say. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're doing. Uh, so Dylan's going to tell you the synopsis of this story, and if any part, just please let us know what you think, yeah. give us some ideas, and then we're going to just fine tune this thing and make this something that we want to read and you guys would like to watch us uh, talk about. Yeah. So, so I spent the week going down the detailed synopsis we created last week. <clears throat> and I put it down into beats. Story beats are kind of like the kind of peaks of where the story is. It's the individual parts where you're like, and then this happens, and then that happens, and because of that, this happens. Those are what beats are. There's a generally well-regarded sequence for this from the novel, novel uh, from the book Save the Cat, which <laughs> yeah. outlines how to put your story into beats. So I'm just going to just kind of go through what we have now without getting very specific uh this is phantom limb so we're in cincinnati there's a gang hideout we see a crime boss he's got like an amulet on and he's talking about someone who can ex exercise a curse out of him uh there's a surgeon he is a specialist at re reattaching limbs he is nationally known and um he's nationally regarded and he goes on about his oath saying that he promised to do no harm <laughs> um zach lay me down a beat um boom boom boom, boom. 
Oh, that, oh okay. I, um, no, four is fine. I meant one, but you can do four, I guess. Um, oh, okay. There's a national press piece, or he's like recognized in public, or he's put on like a TV show or something, and he outlines that you know he's a veteran, so he's trying to help people. He's trying to give them a way back into their life, and generally, he took he took the Hippocratic oath to do no harm. So that's what he's going to do. So that was his family. We see someone watching him. He, uh, he is approached after a shift by a shady character, offering him a whole lot of money to do a private job for him. He's not into it, so he gets kidnapped. Wakes up. He's in a strange room. He doesn't recognize where it is. He's taken to an operating theater. He's instructed to remove a foreign object from a crime boss. Uh, he considers letting the guy die on the table, but you know he takes his oath seriously, so he does um and it's this weird operation he doesn't quite recognize but it seems to go well um he's given news that the gang like, he's taken back to his room he's a prisoner obviously and he's told that they have faked his death for him because he's so good at what he does they need him on staff uh he's not a fan of this so he tries to escape uh the surgery he did kind of weirds him out a little bit and then he's brought into this operating theater again and he's told to, there's a man on the table with with like a tourniquet around the stump of his wrist. He's told to attach a demonic hand to that guy's wrist. And you can tell it's demonic because it's presented like an iron and black wood box and it's twitching. It's got three fingers. It's, you know, it's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle hand. Um, we, meet, we know that guy's name is Chaz. He's an enforcer. He's a low level. He's in some sort of relationship with the crime boss's kid. And the surgery goes well, so the crime boss invites the surgeon to dinner and is like, hey, you saved my life, you saved my guy's life, we want you to do work for us, we're not going to let you go, so if you do, we're not going to hurt your family. And he goes, okay, but if I do, make sure they don't have to worry about money for the rest of their life. And the crime boss is like, all right, supernatural surgeons are in short supply, so I guess we could do that for you. Um, the gang gives him a nurse. To and uh, unbeknownst to the surgeon, that nurse is eventually supposed to learn his secrets and betray him, which we'll get into later. We see the surgeon do some ride-alongs of the gang. We see uh, them in a turf war with supernatural forces elsewhere. They break into the underworld. They're a new, relatively new gang, and these demonic powers are supposed to help them really kind of enforce their way into the existing power structure. Midway through Chaz, the enforcer gets shot and he needs a blood transfusion. And they figure at this point, all right, uh, give him some demon blood. So um, the surgeon realizes that, you know, this is kind of a big deal and manages to enter into a deal with Chaz that, you know, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Successfully does it. Um, and just sort of through that operation manages to save Chaz's life. Um, at some point, some time passes, the surgeon starts to get cocky cause he's doing all these weird surgeries that he never thought was possible. Um, he realizes that the payments to his family are probably going to continue whether he's dead or not. So he goes on more ride alongs. We meet more people who are in rival gangs. And then at one point, the nurse that was assigned to him manages to trans manages to either cancel out his oath power or transfer it over to him. And someone dies on the table and he's like, Oh, Okay, so they lock him up. I have it written down that it's a gang boss's son because we figure, you know, we make it impactful. Yeah. And that way there's a reason for him to be punished equally by the gang despite his abilities. Um, the gang is trying to figure out what to do with him. He's in prison. He can't get out. <laughs> Tries to escape, but there are spells on his room because this is a magic Cincinnati. And then Chaz comes by and Chaz is like, hey, you 
did a good deed for me. Like, you know, I'm not a fan of where this is going. How about you help me take over and I will let you go. And the surgeon's like, yeah, cool. So assisted with a demonically empowered Chaz, they go to <clears throat> fight their way through the headquarters. They fight the crime boss who at this point has also become demon powered because of the new nurse kind of trying his own experiments on him. Group defeats him. Surgeon returns to his family, but Chaz implies that they might need him later. The final image is the surgeon back at the hospital. Uh, he's made plans for his dinner with his family afterwards. And <laughs> later on, um, yeah, we meet, <laughs> we, we have some implication that trouble's going to continue and find him later. Sponsored by Fanta Lime. <laughs> I like so that's it. what we've got so far. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Okay, so what would we normally do here when creating like a script? Obviously, we would take these beats, turn them into, uh, uh, I guess, what, what, what would you do next? Would you turn it into a story and then kind of get the story down? Or would you start writing it as a script? This, um, so I'm following right now, because the only, you know, most of my scripts are very, very short. I'm following right now just a method of just outline so you do the beat sheet and then you break that into scenes you do a scene breakdown that's it cool. um so at this point what we should probably do is just go through and just be like and then this is a scene and then this is a scene and if we have any really specific lines of dialogue or anything like that that is where we like kind of take a minute and really sit down and get it going all right so we're gonna open up this story in the dark streets of cincinnati right yes um now when if if we were to do this as a script reading over the internet would we try to have sound effects or no uh we could probably get something rudimentary done so that it, it might be raining yeah, that's fair. Okay, so we have a gang hideout with occult symbols. We have a crime boss at a window touching his hand to an amulet, and they uh, are talking to an enforcer about finding someone who can excise it. Now, this is a scene, correct? Like, yes. that's the opening scene. That's fair. Yeah. Now, what we need is we need uh, the, the gang and a crime yeah. boss. Yeah. So we're going to need some characters here for our gang and what the gang is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, Michael Winslow would be uh, – we'll, well, I'm sure he's working for looking for work, so we'll get him. Yeah, we'll definitely get him, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, I so mean, what, that, what, what kind of gang? Pretty, I mean, it's a, it's a street gang. It doesn't need to be that fleshed out. We're, what we're doing right now is just laying scenes out. All the visuals and stuff, we can kind of like – determine at the time this is literally just to get the story flow going and kind of like figure out who's where what that scene is and then this will be what is taken and turned into the script oh okay <clears throat> so that opening scene that first bit is just this bullet point right here which is oh can i, I hope people can read that but yeah regardless I mean, I yeah um i know you can but you're on the dock well no i'm go. looking at i'm looking at our screen okay um <laughs> So this is what's going to be expanded into the full script. So we've got the opening scene, which is in a penthouse apartment over Cincinnati. Crime boss and his lackey are talking about a curse on the crime boss and talking about someone find, finding someone to remove it. That's it. Easy enough, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so you, you, you don't work on characters here necessarily. No. 
Okay, that's later on. Okay, cool. So what do we have next then? So the next thing we have is uh, theme stated. Yeah. With, uh, so the theme stated is where the overall theme of the movie is spoken, effectively spoken out loud for the audience. Yeah. Um, so think about in, in, let's say, Infinity War, if we look at it as Thanos' story, the theme stated is, dread it, run from it, destiny arrives all the same. That's the theme stated. It's the moment where the movie's thesis is stated and the rest of the movie flows from there. Okay. So this would be where the surgeon talks about how he promised to do no harm, which is, okay. yeah. <laughs> now, this is a different scene because we got to cut to uh, some operating room or a doctor or something. You got right? it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So <clears throat> do we like a surgeon table? Oh, font size up. There we go. I hope that I, I okay. Let me know if that works. Um, actually, yeah. So um, that, this is what the scene breakdown generally is. Um, I don't think we need to go through all of it only because it's relatively dull and there's not a whole lot to talk about because we're kind of reiterating stuff. Right. But as we go through, as we kind of like talk about this, I think we probably should focus a little bit on character stuff because I realized we don't have a name for the main character yet. Yeah, true. Uh, true. Yeah. Okay. So 18 point font looks good. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, so we have a main character who is a doctor. Um, actually, you know what? yeah, let's do character stuff actually for a little bit. This is all experimental right now. I'm sorry, yeah. Zach, you, you know, what's up. Um, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. So this is also, this is also the way that we work anyway. <laughs> it is also the way that we work. You guys are getting like a right up front unfiltered live. Yeah explanation of what this is um okay. so we've got the surgeon we've got the crime boss we've got chaz yeah we have a got, we have a, 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 a gang uh gangster nurse oh cool the one who tries to steal his ability oh yeah surgeon's kid maybe maybe as a kid mm. there's not a whole lot of characters in this one um yeah. does the surgeon have to be a a man or does, no. does that matter? Okay. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. I wrote it with all male pronouns, but I generally write from my point of view. So unless yeah. we default to something else. Well, you've always, always told me how much you want to be a surgeon. So that's okay. Yeah. I instead I went into writing. <laughs> and here I am. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about characters a little bit. Cool. Especially like we should probably give all of them a name just so I can refer to them as name. Yeah. So, all right. Our surgeon is, uh, they got to be a little bit older because they have to have a lot of experience, right? So we're yeah. looking at probably in their late forties or early fifties, a uh, good amount of experience. Um, now what, what does this character need? Uh, nothing really. They have to just be wanting to be good at their job. Uh, yeah. they have believe- a family. They have a job. Even their Hippocratic Oath and yeah. they have a family. Cool. So l- let's say that, do you think that the story would be different with uh, a, a specific like gender? No. Um, there might be some like initial questions with the gang interactions only because it's like, I mean a woman captured by a gang is different in the society than a man is. Yeah, I think true. that's the only real difference. The story does not hinge on a presented gender. 
Yeah, that's fair. And he's going to get roughed up a, a little bit in the beginning. So, bit. all right, cool. So let's just say the surgeon's a guy. Um, right. what what is the, what's the surgeon's name? His name is what what's like a name that we don't use very well. I don't know. Man. How about um, uh, I got nothing. There's Thaddeus. really no good. F. Thaddeus is great. There's no good F names, really, honestly. Frank. Uh, what do we do Frank all the time? Let's go with Thaddeus. I like that. Thaddeus. All right. Dr. Thaddeus. Thaddeus. <laughs> Dr. Thaddeus Cole. Thaddeus Cole. Good. Strong, strong character name right there. There we go. Cool. Uh, surgeon's wife. Uh, also a doctor, Dr. Cole. This is going to be Dr. Catherine Cole. Yeah. Okay. She's a, she's a doctor, but like a different type of she's not a surgeon, she's a different type of doctor. Yeah, she's like a PH doctor. Yeah. <laughs> not okay. a surgeon doctor. You hear that, Dylan? If any of your names start with an A, you owe uh Red Flanagan. $5. I don't owe him nothing. He's making references to something that's not related to the show. Well, I I stick by it so far. He's <laughs> uh he's got he's got the right stuff. Uh right. Surgeon's kid, we're gonna say uh little little uh, uh, Walt Wally, Wally, Walt, Walt Wally Cole. Cole, Walton Cole. I don't like that. How about uh, what's like a cool old name? Percy, Percival, per Percival, sure, Percival, Percy Cole, <laughs> Percival, Civil. His, I'm imagining <laughs> that he's just like, hey. I turned out fine with Thaddeus as my name. He'll be fine with Percival. At least he has a nickname. There's no way to shorten Thaddeus. Yeah. Thad? He goes, Come on. He goes by Civil. <laughs> he goes by Civil? <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, crime boss. We have uh, 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 like a like a Jimmy uh, Jimmy Snoot. <laughs> Jimmy Snoot? <laughs> I think it needs to be. They're playing this pretty threatening, and it's kind of a cult. Oh, so, okay. like, it's uh, like uh, Miss no, Mister no. Me last name last name Hidalgo. Oh, okay. First go, name go occult. Letter L. Just L. L. Or El Hidalgo. Oh, that doesn't no. make any sense. The Hidalgo. <laughs> Uh, Lucifer. Lucifer's too. Lucifer's too easy. Lucius. Um, Lucius Hidalgo. Lu I think Lucius is too easy. Yeah. We could. Lu I mean, we could. Lucas. Lucas Hidalgo. Lewis. Yeah. Lucas. Lucas. I think Lucas. Doesn't really matter. Uh, Chaz. Okay, so obviously his is probably Charles. <laughs> Charles. Chaz. Yeah. Uh, and he's not the son. Yeah. Um. Sonny Hidalgo. Name Sonny. Yeah, probably they the second best. That. Yeah, that and Jun that and Junior. Son, if you're gonna get into occult practices, yeah, you Lucius can't put is. your actual name out there. So you're, Lucius you're is Sonny. A <laughs> Only tell the closest people you know what your actual name is because they can use it against you in spells. Yeah, uh, Lucius is a little played out. Maybe we should go with. Oh, um, said Lucas. Oh, okay, Lucas. That's fun. Uh, um, Lawrence. No, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't do L at all. It actually, it could be Wyatt. <laughs> um, or um, Wyatt Hidalgo. Ferdinand. No. Uh, S. 
uh, Emilio, uh, uh, Stephen Oliver, no, Stephen Hidalgo, no. <laughs> We're getting really stuck on Henry, this last one. Henry, anyone, anyone Henry just say Hidalgo. Oh, I don't like just that. Hidalgo. Nobody. He doesn't use. He doesn't use his first name because he doesn't want anybody to use it against him. Sure. All right. That's fine. Uh, Charles's last name is uh, 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 Stilton. Chaz Stilton. Sure. We have Frederick Hidalgo. I like Frederick Hidalgo, actually. Yeah, Frederick. <laughs> Chaz Stilton. Yeah. And uh, uh, the nurse who I I kind of pitched. I thought about pitching Francis, but Francis is cool. Or Francis uh, Renee. He's French. With no, the, Hidalgo? The, the, the nurse. Oh, oh, okay, sure. Renee or 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 Peter. Renee Peterson. <laughs> sure, I like it. Cut it in the middle. All right, so this is our main cast here uh, from the first. Do do we want to talk about who uh, Frederick Hidalgo's crime family is? What they're up to? Yeah, I figured the way we're kind of doing it right now is that they are a low effort, like. He, this is kind of a point. We are moving towards camp, but this is kind of campy anyway. Yeah. Depends on how sincerely we want to play this. If we take this seriously, it, mm, I don't All know. Right, let's, how about Chaz Sherman? Sherman? Sherman. I, I like having uh, a hero have a very not strong last name. Yeah, sure. Enforcer who disagrees with diascrisis <laughs> gangs methods cool. and lactose. Nah. Okay, fair. We we just see him eating a whole wheel of cheese. He just unhinges. Oh, he loves it. He gets a demon jaw, just unhinges it, and just swallows the entire thing. Oh, yeah. So his yeah his special power later on is that he is just a snake man for cheese only. <laughs> Snake Man Cheese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good jug band name. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have uh, roughly our characters. Oh, yeah. yeah, our crime boss family. What What is the gang? What are they doing? Now, they are... Somehow, they have powers or at least connections with uh, inner species force, right? Yeah, he has supernatural connections... Um, Ooh, because Demon Snake Jaw is great. Yeah. Uh, he has supernatural connections because he's descended from a cult leader. Yeah, and sure. he's using those cult leader resources to like make a make a crime gang. Yeah, and yeah, sure. And the cult leader is saying it's religious, but it's actually just science. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Shiv is Shiv is just throwing them some just scraps of demonic. Stuff. And this is in the same universe as Deadbeat, so we've already got a little weird See? supernatural universe I, going on. I told you that's the way my brain works anyway, so yeah. we might as well just roll with it. Might as well. It's the paradox. It works. All okay. Right. Um, do we need more about the gang? I mean, I figure they're trying to muscle in. Do they have a cool gang name? 
What if it was like, oh, I don't know how much we want them to get into like, I was thinking like something like the lock breakers, but that feels too much. That feels too much like a fantasy street gang. Okay. What, what is a non fantasy street gang name? I don't, the, the bloods like, that's the thing is that gang names in the real life aren't necessarily like as dramatically entertaining as the gentleman bastards or the, I don't know any other, any other gang in here. Yeah. What if we just call them like the hinge, the hinge. Yeah, sure. No, no, I like it. Um, well, like- cause- I was thinking like lock lock breakers, like if they open up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like the hinge because it's like, you know, they, they recruit probably kids or like young adults who are like looking for more. And it's like, hey, we'll show you how the real world works if you come through this door. It's like, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. And they're engaged in a power struggle uh, with the rest of. I saw it. <laughs> I don't mind it though. With the rest of the supernatural community, crime community, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oof. Good old Cincinnati. What's that? Good old Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, we'll set Deadbeat in Toledo. So that. Oh, no, that's in Chicago. Never mind. That works because it's on Lake Michigan. Yeah. Our little, like, Great Lakes supernatural universe. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a wolf man up in the Upper Peninsula. It's going to be great. We haven't got that yet. <laughs> no, that's later. We haven't, we haven't released that story yet. Uh, okay, so we have Chaz. Do do we need more about him? No, right? Um, yeah, I think so because he's gonna be the he's kind of the B character, and he's the reason that Cole gets out in the first place. Like he's 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 a he's a got a heart of gold, okay, but has been led astray. Actual gold. He's from a steampunk community. We're not going. I don't think we go that far. <laughs> oh no, they can have demonic limbs. But if we steam- if we start going that far, we might as well just make this a straight up fantasy setting. Fine. I was just kidding. I know. <laughs> I love steampunk. We don't get to play there. Not really. It's played out. I'm sorry. We missed the boat on steampunk. It's yeah. It's, that's true. Give it 15 years and it'll come back in vogue. But we're too late on that one for now. Yeah. Um, I know it hurts, buddy. It's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, he's been led astray by what? Like hopping around from gang to gang since he was younger. Why did, well, why did he join a gang in the first place? Like where'd he come well, from? Well, he came from a broken family. That's for sure. Okay. His parents were divorced. Uh, they're from New York. They didn't pay a lot of attention to him. Uh, they moved to middle America with uh the mom and stepfather and he just wanted to uh surf and he couldn't surf so you're doing you're doing the disney movie thing (laughs) (laughs) what's that what's what's that movie called let's call johnny tsunami and uh brink i think is the other no brinks not brink the one's jack black airborne airborne that's the one yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, but no, because they, they are set in middle grim, America. Dark, our grim adaptation of Airborne, dude, it works. It's like the best hair <laughs> of that of that generation. Uh, no, so he, yeah, I, I like that his parents being split up and whatever. Yeah. 
moves to the middle and, America and just falls into some bad, bad stuff. That gives bad. him some motivation to let Thaddeus out in the first place. Cause he's like, Oh, you have a son. Oh, he's six. And then it's like, you know, he, he disassociates for a minute. He just goes, but we don't see the flashback. Cause he's not a main character. He's not one of the, he's not the point of view character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we have any sort of B plot with Cole's with Catherine Cole? Like, trying to find him or do we kind of stay isolated with Thaddeus? Um, we, I mean, I think that we could have, we definitely need a subplot in there somewhere. Um, I, I I'm going to agree with red Flanagan here. Yeah. Always. Uh, yeah. No monocles. Monocles are annoying. I just like metal top hats. I think that's all it really comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's brass really not gold um okay so now there could be the idea that Catherine cole is uh the psychologist to Chaz, uh or to sunny that would that's pretty i that's i like that okay she has her she has her uh doctorate in psychology or something yeah maybe she's talking Chaz out of like leaving uh the gang and he's like, ah, but now he has to be told yeah. to like all okay. kidnap them. Yeah. Uh, cool. Does Percy do anything or is he just the cat? Um, Percy does not speaking. Yeah. Yeah. He does not do anything. I don't know. How think. old is he? Like, uh, yeah. I was gonna say between five and nine. Yeah. Mostly a plot device to make yeah. the audience sympathize, to generate yeah, audience sympathy. Probably has a stuffed animal that's a dinosaur or a mini kaiju. Yeah. That way we see it later yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Jim Stephanie <laughs> Sterling. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Um. Well, I am going to look that up real fast. Yeah, me too. Um, and in the meantime... I'm going to let's see. Jim oh, Stephanie cool. Sterling. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh. Oh yeah, Jim Sterling. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Dylan knows know, him by his. Know, uh... <laughs> I didn't know they had changed their name. Um, oh, Jimmy. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay, so I didn't know it was a Jimquisition writer. <laughs> oh. Anyway. I all right, what else we got to work on here? Uh, kid doesn't do anything. Uh, the crime boss is whatever. All right, Sonny. Yeah. Hides actual name in case. Oh, that's fine. Um, I think we now, work on the. Yeah, go for it. What were you gonna say? No, I think the next character because Sonny dies partway through. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> which Renee, the nurse, instigates that secretly. We don't know that. Um, in order to break um, Thaddeus's oath. So okay. I think we make Renee like it, she's secretly like a member of an actual spell casting organization or like an actual magic organization. And cool. she's kind of like um, Hidalgo's like ace in the hole a little bit where he's like maybe he was training her up to be the, the surgeon and he's like we found an actual magic surgeon and this opportunity is too good to pass up. 
Yeah, right? I, yeah, that... I like that. That's okay. Cool. I'm down um, with that. It flows right. He was trained right. to be the transplanter, but was replaced in the last minute by Thaddeus. She uses her magic powers to break and steal or emulate. I'm going to say emulate. We're going to make her like a like a spell thief. Oh, cool. All right. Thaddeus's oath. Uh, she dies by Chaz. I figure she can be. She can be like when they get to the final. When they get to the boss room at the end, and they have to fight Hidalgo. She's been like Frankensteining him into like this super powered guy or something, or she's been doing it to herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's <clears throat> yeah. After the reveal that she's been enhancing herself with dark magic and we'll we'll call it something cooler than dark magic because dark magic is a generic fantasy term for people who don't have something better um that's my personal personal beef with the genre right now um, yeah hey we all have our fights yeah that's a hill i'll plant my banner on yeah um, I mean, it's, a, it's a weird one but yeah sure so um, a little bit of Sonny. We should see Sonny beforehand. Um, he's is he being groomed to take over? Uh, I mean, I would assume so. Yeah. But How does he feel about it? He's probably not cool with it. They uh, Sonny probably wants to move into um, you know the uh, the next generation of crime fighting. Maybe he wants, wants to, to go more Bitcoin. He wants to do legitimate business of some sort. He's yeah, like, or, we've got all this resources. We don't need to do crime to get rich. Yeah, we're rich enough that the money just arrives. Yeah, and Hidalgo's like, you don't know what it's like to not have anything. Yeah, the, this is the way I was taught. Yeah, this is the way how it's going to always be. Yeah. Um, after letting Sunny die on the table, her involvement in Sunny's. Death is revealed at the last moment to Hidalgo, which breaks his concentration and makes him vulnerable to Chaz's demon stuff. Yeah, so Renee was being groomed and trained to be the next transplanter. Yes. And uh, the person that she was being trained by uh, passed away, whatever, uh, gone, right? Uh, and... Either that, or she's just being trained by Hidalgo in some way, or like, oh, or he's, or he's like, hey, what do you need to learn how to do this? And she's like, I need this book, this book, these uh, famous persons' remains, these um, components, like that sort of stuff. And then he's like, wait a minute, there's a magic surgeon in Cincinnati. Why am I okay? No, you're you're cool, but. We're going to get him in here instead. And she's like, you shouldn't have done that. That's not cool with me. So did the nurse kill Sonny? I figure she was, uh, she enabled it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Dolgo and Renee are discussing a curse on the crime boss. They talk about finding mm. someone to remove it. Yeah. Um, Dolgo says is people might have found someone who can already do it. I know this text is too small, but 
This is all behind the scenes stuff. You got to get to the 18. Oh, this is people might have found someone who can already do it because <laughs> there's not enough time to train Renee before the curse kills him. Uh, and I figure the curse will be put on him by some rival magic gang. The, okay. the established magic powers. <clears throat> right? That makes yeah. sense. And then the movie can be a struggle against them. Yeah. I like all that. Before the movie by the Sixth Street Saints. Ooh, cool. I don't know. It's alliteration, and it's like six, six, six. No, I got it. (laughs) Um, Which is the dragon. You love your weather humor. I sure do. (laughs) Um, How are we looking? Uh, Time. I think we're looking good. We definitely set ourselves up pretty good for next episode. Uh, yeah. We are out of time. Um, so I think with that, I'm going to start talking us off, if that's cool yeah, with you. go for it. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, that has been our show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and making another weird uh, group project for some nobodies to work on. As you can see, what we're trying to do is uh, fine-tune our process, really figure out what it takes from the stupid idea we come up with on talk up stream and then bring it actually down to something that we can have our friends and uh, just, you know, talk about and produce maybe who knows. Um, but yeah, so we're still working on phantom limb. This has now been, I guess, technically part three of a phantom part limb three. You have, to, yeah. you have to go back and find the previous one, but yeah. yeah. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be too hard. It was one of the first couple. Um, but if you want to check out uh, more on this and some of our other weird projects, you can always go to some nobodies.com. And if you really want to be our friend and you really want to, help us make some things happen uh including the movie that's in post-production uh the board game that dylan's still working on about trains or the theme park that i keep pitching on based on the blade runner (laughs) universe uh then head over to patreon.com backslash some nobodies uh some people that we really need to thank and we also really would like to thank uh mick manhattan on scene snobs like I said earlier, really some some real nerdy goodness, really awesome people over there. Uh, Myth stories over there now. You get the PVC cast. You have uh, a great show. This. Yeah, entertain this. Uh, you have obviously seen snobs himself. You also have uh, the show Remake Revolution, which is uh, something that we're on uh, currently, and we're having a great time with that. So check out all that weird stuff over there. Scott Curtis from Behind the Bits, an award-winning podcaster, decent impressionist amazing human being uh sarah takachik tanya shek some east coast people uh if you're in a podcast but you want to read the words instead of actually just listening to them you can find listener app on instagram at the greatest podcast app also jim eat at the eat foundation chess without borders uh they're striving to bring chess community to those who need it uh chess is a gift that lasts a lifetime you can check all of our weird stuff like silicon angels uh, uh podcast podcast a podcast show talk up stream twitch jump stream all that stuff everywhere. Subnobodies.com. I yeah. appreciate you. I've been Zach. He's been Dylan. You have been great. Oh, yeah. And I'll wait till Dylan says that we're back. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>